Sam, yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. We're just uh, just catching up. Yeah, we are just catching up. Now, you've got some busy things ahead of you, but firstly, I want to check in on something we were talking about earlier. Before we get to your incredible um, run coming up, expedition, Ned Brockman. Yes. Shout out to our friend Ned Brockman at yes. the moment who's competing um, in his challenge, 100 Self-devised a devised record, potential breaking. Yeah. And can we recap, what did I say when we talked about it last time? You said... He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah. I, I, I have full belief in he's going to do it, mm. but I am just still still so missed at this. So f- for those who haven't heard um, Sam's episode or Ned Brockman's episode, just to give a quick recap on Ned. Ned is a um, young guy from Sydney. He's running from WA, Cottesloe Beach, to Sydney, Bondi Beach. So 3,400 kilometers, I think it is, around that. It's just a lot. A lot. It's a lot. 100 kilometers a day yeah. running. Um, and he's about eight days in at this stage, um, which is... Yeah, it's just phenomenal. So um, good luck to him and just keep going. It's going to be a – if he does this and even if he doesn't do it exactly in the record-breaking time, it is going to be a huge um, fit of human performance. Yeah. And it's going to be remarkable for you to kind of chat to him afterwards and dissect that experience from him because it will be so much in the moment that he won't have much capacity to reflect on it, but it will be the work that he'll get to do like afterwards with people like yourself that will really bring out the gems that could be hugely applicable to the lives for other people. So nuts. Let's talk about your exhibition coming up. Yes. When are we leaving? What's happening? What's going on? Are we excited, nervous? Well, fly off uh, Sunday to Nepal. Uh, For those who don't know, I'm doing a um, 1,600, maybe to 1,800 kilometre traverse across across the uh, width of Nepal, going across a trail called the Great Himalaya Trail. Uh, We're trying to go high. Um, And so it's kind of averaging maybe like three and a half thousand metres, but we do 10 passes uh, over 5,000 metres and it's, you know, it's self-supported. I think that's a really interesting kind of component to add. Um, Me and my teammate, Dr. Jesse Ling uh, from Tasmania. Yes, I choose my teammates wisely. Um, it's just us. Crazy. It's like how we support each other defines how we move forward. Uh, we have a Nepalese team um, that we can get access to and we have to utilise their support um, to get permits along the way. And in a couple of the sections, we have a guide with us. But, I mean, the logistical undertaking of like working out what we need to carry on our little backs, um, like we've been like culling and like our spreadsheet. I mean, I'm going to show it to you later. Like every single item that I am carrying, I've worked out the grams. If it seems wow. like it's too much, I've been like taking it out, colour annotations. Talk us through it, just like really like top line because I know how intricate this is. But like what are you carrying with you? What are you taking with you? Yeah, I have I have what I call is called a base kit. So yeah. the first half of it, it's inc- like uh, Western Nepal is incredibly remote and so there's no sleeping facilities. There's wow. nothing. Like there will be very minimal people if anything. Um, there will be no food services. I mean like there's no guest houses. There's nothing. So no the Airbnbs. First, or anything. No Airbnbs yeah. um, and no connection <laughs> um, for us to be able to reach out besides our sat devices. So we have to carry more to start with, which is crazy because that's really where you're acclimatising, you're adapting and your burden is higher. Um, so we've got a sleeping bag, a tent, a foam mattress. My, my foam mattress is just like, it's like a piece of shit, guys. It's like, <laughs> like oh, Jessie's is good, so I'm pretty much just going to like jump on top of her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, all our food. So we've got one freeze-dried meal per day, one um, freeze-dried porridge per day, and then a couple of gels uh, and a couple of bars per day. But like it's yeah. a lot of weight. Like as we were carrying like yeah, this seven-day portion of our snacks – 
was like three kilos. And I was like, oh, maybe I don't need that gel. Maybe it just became this really interesting kind of discussion of like calories per weight. Maybe I don't need it then. Maybe we'll just bulk up. Dude, why I look bulked? <laughs> You're looking good. You're looking fit. You're looking fit. Thank You're ready you. to go. Um, so that's kind of, but then after like two weeks, we get to take, uh, we're going to get rid of a tent, yep. a sleeping bag. Actually, we're keeping the sleeping bag, but um, the mat will go, our stove will go, uh, and we get to go what's a little bit more minimal, which maybe you're looking at seven kilos. Wow. Um, but, I mean, you have to kind of get context. I'm around 47 kilos. I'm under five foot tall. So the percentage per body weight's pretty high. Um, it's such an interesting thing because Jessie weighs maybe like 20 kilos more than me and I have this real challenge of acknowledging that maybe it's okay for her to carry more than me. Because I feel like I'm not pulling my own weight. And I'm just like, she's like, so she's taking the tent and I feel, I'm like, okay, well, I'll carry more snacks. She's like, Sam, I've got 20 kilos on you. Mm. Um, and I'm like, oh, but like, I feel like I'm burdening you. And I'm like, but we have to be, relative, we have to drop yeah, our relative, ego with this. It, yeah. Like, also, if I don't drop my ego, I will slow us down. I will increase my chance of getting altitude sickness because I'm at a higher threshold to the red line. So there's just so much kind of like personal reflection before you even get to the start line, as well as the undertaking that like we have to backtrack four days walking to get to the start line, like through the route. Um, so imagine like, it's like a preamble. Yeah, you're, you're like already <laughs> cooked by the time you get to the start. <laughs> you get to see the hell you're going to go through before you go through it. Yeah. I say it hell, but like it's going to be beauty and hell. It's Nepal. It's the Himalayas. It's going to be incredible, yeah. but it's going to be... It's going to be what it is. It's going to be incredible. Having the content brain, I can't help but think, like, have you got someone vlogging this for you at least? Like, you got a camera there. I want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. You've got yeah. to take so, a go So that's what I did. So we went through all that. Like, we want to craft a, you know, story on this. We want to be able to share mm. it, particularly because we're supporting um, two social impact initiatives. And a Who part, are we supporting? We're supporting Movember. Yes. And we're supporting World Vision Australia, specifically a program uh, for women and girls in rural Nepal. So... I really feel like we're connecting with the two things that I felt called to men's mental health, which as we talk about, it's not just about a man's mental health. It's about the fact that mental health, whether it's a man or a woman affects literally every single person in connection with that person. Mm. And as a like community, we all should be playing a role. Like the most sisters, the most brothers, like let's all get on board with it. Uh, and that then also it felt so wrong to run across Nepal and get so much from that experience, from that place, from that culture and to not give back. To that community. Yeah. yeah. And so I wanted to do both, which it has been challenging because we've created multiple initiatives because I do feel like people, we've moved away from a time where people don't just donate, they want to be a part of something. Mm. They want to personally experience aligned with contribution at the same time. So we've done both of those things. Um, but going, we'll go back to that later but in terms of are we documenting it uh a guy called um dave Byrne. he has a company called rusty productions rusty cage productions and they're coming out for the first couple of days huge so they are going to do the backtrack they're going to meet us in nepal where we do our community visit with nepal um with world vision then we're going to backtrack for four days through the route which even just to get to that starting points like multiple flights helicopters walking four days and then they're going to come back three days and then they're going to fly out. So they're with us for seven days, although only three days of the actual 50 mm. days. Then we are self-filming. That's so crazy. The reason why I chose this, because we could have had a production company to film the whole thing. Well, not the whole thing. It would have been way too hard, but much more. 
I think the biggest story is what do you do when you don't have a safety net? It's petri- petrifying. Yeah, and even yeah. like pulling out that GoPro when things aren't feeling good. Like it's a massive burden that we're putting on ourselves, yeah. but I feel like that's what's not seen. Is this the first one of your expeditions that you're doing it like this? Like yeah, as in you've I mean, done it with no support team the whole um, As in just you, yeah. a camera and a friend. I did a 24-hour, well, it was 20 hours doing the Cape to Cape, um, but I did briefly see them, although they didn't offer me any support, but yep. even just capturing sight of knowing them, that the, knowing they yeah. were there. Like there's these moments where I keep reflecting on like being in the middle of nowhere, maybe being off track and having to just like me and Jesse already in a fatigued state having to be the ones that solve the problem yeah, entirely. So there's a, like, a, it's quite daunting. Um, Paul Markey is just like having like little mini conniptions because like he knows when the worst of the worst plays out because of the experience in the SAS. Yep. And so he's been freaking out about it. Part of me is afraid that I, like this is who I used, this is what I used to do in a way, even though I didn't do it this way. It's been a long time since like I've pushed myself like this. Um so I'm nervous about letting Jesse down. I'm nervous about letting my teammate down um, and then becoming a burden. And I wonder if I still have this in me because it's – I know what it took to run across India and I didn't have a kid then and I dedicated more time to the physical preparation and potentially some of the logistical preparation. I mean I spent a minimum five hours per day working on the logistical but I've had to backtrack from the physical because there's just not the time. And so like it's just like the big question mark – can someone who has a mom and a business and a partner and try do something like this? I know you can do it. It's very <laughs> exciting. I think one thing that I love the most about this whole trip that's really cool is you have to put yourself in the situation of not having the support to know yeah. what you can fully do. And so sort of like sometimes when you have that safety gate, yeah, you use it. Oh. And I use this in like the most smallest of circumstances for me, a lot different to yours. Yeah. But like when I lived in Melbourne, I had mum there to do my washing all the time, right? When I moved to Sydney, I just fucking did my washing because yeah. like there's no other situation that I can do it. Yep. I come back to Melbourne and she's there again. She helps me with my washing. So it's like for you doing this on yeah. a much larger scale, oh, you're going like that's just, you don't have it. Yeah. You have to do it. We have like to you're going to get it done because you you can't not. Yeah, in, in many ways we have to get it done. Did you like that we, analogy of the washing and running across the country? But it was so it's bad because sort of... I was about to tell you that my mum cuts my toenails. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Hey. Still, and so when, like, when your mum's away are you in Nepal, who's going to cut your but toenails? The funny thing is like I try and make Mark do it and he's like, I am not doing your toenails. You need to grow up and do them yourself. <laughs> So uh, like in Nepal, like if I don't cut my toenails, I'm going to get blisters. Yeah. So this is massive growth opportunity. There you go. This is a massive one. That's the scariest part. Maybe that's why Mark ultimately said, yep, yeah, you have my blessing. Go run yeah. across the country and learn to cut your toenails. That's so good. <laughs> Best of luck with it. We're so excited. Go over, smash it. We're going to be supporting everywhere yep. on your social pages. Um, we're going to have a link in the show notes, obviously, where yep. we can watch it. But as soon as we get back. Yes. We need you back in here to talk about it, everything you learned, what you got from it, the trials, the tribulations and the success yeah. and the impact that you're having. So um, congrats again. No, oh, so thanks, for, thanks for being in my corner. And I think when we talk about safety nets, they don't always have to be physical safety nets. Having like emotional safety nets of people that you can like recall is actually what I'm going to be imagining in times. Like mm. I've, we all have a toolkit of like that helps build our mind to then allow our physical performance to flourish and like moments like these where you know that you're not alone even though you know I mean I'd love it if you just hello oh my God. <laughs> 
Sam and Dill. Imagine Well, you don't have receptions. I don't know how I'm going to get over there. Oh, we've got a live tracking map. Okay, like resilience tracking. in Can motion. Can we watch that? Yeah, you guys, oh. there's so much. Yeah, okay. We um, Because we have satellites, um, like GPS stuff. I'm so bad with technology and the words of it. But each day we're sending back our coordinates, sending back how we're going. We'll have a lot of content coming up on our resilienceinmotion.com.au website. Done. Um, you know, people are able to be part of it in real time by doing, you know, supporting Movember and doing either signing up to do a uh, solo virtual traverse across Nepal or a team traverse across Nepal. And so through the most space kind of connection. So all that stuff um, is on the website. Uh, but our, our Instagram accounts, we'll make sure that you get some stuff that you can um, share and, 100%. Uh, along the way. But we hopefully, even though we're going to be lost in the mountains, hopefully you're going to at least know where we are. <laughs> oh my God, Sam, we are such pieces of shit. Like, honestly, no. we have Sam on, we have Ned Brockman on, and we're just sitting here. Like, I went for 8K <laughs> run last night. I nearly, you know, bought myself a, a throne. I felt like an absolute <laughs> lord. You anyway. are a lord. And I did my washing as well, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Can you meet me at the airport? Hanji. I tell you that. I told you that when I finished my run across India, for whatever reason, bad comms, I got there and no one was there. Oh, that's so sad. Did I tell you that? No. No, I got there and funny, Channel 9 was meant to be there, but they got caught in like a road accident on the way, so they didn't make it. So you're it. like walking out going, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and not, not even my partner at the time was there. Like I was gone for like 80 days and no one was at the airport. I was by myself. And it was. I was like. All right, like I guess so. <laughs> I guess this is what it is. I literally had to call someone. And go, can you make me at a cafe for a meal? Like I haven't eaten like an Aussie breakfast for like eighty days, and all I've eaten is Indian food. It was like I had a bit of a breakdown. But this is the clincher, and this is where we can finish. We finish this run, and there's like nothing. Like it's the most unceremonious finish. Like you think of like an AFL Grand Final, yep. like the ceremony. I. Jesse and I get to the end, which is like, I don't know, like what, a tea house that we touch that we think is the most, you know, eastern point of the country. And then we actually have to work out how the, how the fuck to get home <laughs> because it's not, there's not like there's a plane, there's not like any public transports. We literally have to trek, I think, for a couple of days. Um, and then we have to kind of like get in a Jeep, hopefully. Um, so there's like so much unknown even when we get to the end, um, which means we can't lose our shit just because we think we're at the end. We will, It's like... You get to the top of Everest and the bigger challenge is maybe just getting yourself back home safely. We kind of have that. I love how I just compared no, ourselves to people summoning Everest, but it's like. You are, but in a way, I think the biggest question in this, and I know we answered it mm. a lot in the other podcast that we did together. Make sure you listen to Sam's full episode. Um, she's going to be around a lot, by the way. This, this isn't the last we've heard of her. But someone was like, why are you doing this? Oh, I've tapped into this. I don't know if I said it because it's been an evolution. Yeah. Like our why isn't always clear. Um, because I want to. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Yeah. That's such a good answer though. Yeah. Because I want to and like it, you know, I can say like it reconnects me with who I felt I was before being a mum because I want to go to Nepal. I want to experience those mountains. I want to share that experience with Jesse. It's my ability to be able to connect my, you know, passion with social impact, but take away all that because I want to. I don't think we can finish any better than that. That was unbelievable. <laughs> hey, best of luck. Thanks, We're mate. always in your corner. We're always fighting oh, for it and yeah. um, can't wait to do things with you. We've got yeah. lots of things um, coming up, don't we? Exciting cool. times. Check it all out. Thanks, legends. Sam Gash, bye. Thanks for listening to another producing podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show, that'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review, or even share with one of your friends, or you could do them all. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggest a guest, or advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at producer.com. Thanks for tuning in. Ily XX.